I'm gonna trick former guest Ben into making us a theme song. That's it. Okay. Better, closer, warmer. Uh, all modern art is communistic. I want to be the first man to nut in space. Fuck you. Fuck off. Where are we finding it? Why can't we Better, find it? Closer, Why do you guys warmer. keep saying all this change? We're playing Fortnite. Let's have fun. We need to get to that post-World War II mentality where Better, closer, no one in the warmer. world is going to Twitch and typing in climate first. Don't tweet us about how our stuff's inaccurate. At this point, I don't think the N-word tape would change anything. The piss tape might. From New Orleans to New York. It's the Alenios Podcast, baby. Dude, that was TNT. Here we go. All right. Let's just jump into it. Fuck it. Yep. Welcome back to the Alienials Podcast. I'm Smith. I'm Seth. We are dry this week again. Yep. It's dry, and it's funny because we're we're both living in areas where tropical storms have come through. Yeah. You know, so you think we would be as moist as ever. How did how but, did that that storm hit you? Did you uh, manage to let it go? Um, it it wasn't that bad here. I don't think it was as bad as it was there. Uh huh. Um, but yeah, I know we kind because we kind of got like the northern part of it, which wasn't as bad. The eye of it kind of went through. Obviously, it went through Florida because all storms go through Florida and then on Georgia as well. So mm-hmm. yeah. Let me tell you something, Seth. Today was my first day back in the office. Uh, in over a year, oh, Dunder Mifflin. <laughs> yeah, in Dunder Mifflin. Nine seasons. Oh man, we're on season ten now, baby. I'm I'm here. I'm, I'm the star of the show now. So you have gone back to a physical workspace, yes, something I that have. to me seems like forever ago, part of a bygone era. Mm-hmm. You know what I really miss about working in an office? Nothing is standing there getting water at the water fountain and then hearing behind me the sound of a toilet flushing and then a man exits the bathroom door 0.2 seconds later did not even consider hitting up that that sink at all yeah it's like all that work all the information has been out for the past year i mean first of all you should know to wash your hands just from you know about first grade i guess yeah um but you you would think because even though so many people in the areas we were from, and all over America, really, didn't give a shit about COVID, didn't even, after two weeks, didn't care about any kind of precautions, were like, I don't care, fucking kill me, you'd think they would at least wash their hands more. Yeah. But no, you don't even get that. It's like, I once met a guy who said he doesn't wash his hands uh, at the toilet because his, his dick is so big that it just hangs down in the toilet, and therefore he doesn't have to touch it at all. Okay. Okay, and I, I was like, do you also not wipe your ass when you're done? Because that involves touching your butt and touching the thing where the toilet comes out of and all kinds of stuff. It's just like, well, wash if he's your just, fucking hands. Was this, oh, he was referring to when he sits down or was he referring yeah. to like at a urinal? Do you sit down to take a shit? Oh, okay. Well, yeah. I can maybe see that argument if you're at a urinal, but even then you still like kind of touch the door to get in and all this stuff. Probably best if you just clean up a little bit. But for sitting down, yeah, there's no no doubt that I'm going to be using the hitting up the the sink. No doubt. Also, you're telling me your your hand didn't touch your butt at all, nowhere near your butt. 
somehow managed to wipe your ass out without hitting your butt at all? No bear skin to, to butt contact? Yeah. Well, there was that guy on that radio show who just poops directly <laughs> into the toilet paper. So Catches it, yeah. He's good. He doesn't have to wash his hands. Nope. He's fine. Nope. <laughs> yeah. Nope. So that was a thing that I definitely didn't miss. I, I remember now, I, I it's so wasteful of me, but I do it, is that when I leave the bathroom, I, take a, I think it's another paper towel and use it to touch the door on the way out. I use mm-hmm. that as a barrier to my hand in the door. Because these people are gross, man. Yeah, honestly. Because even if you wash your hands, the amount of, you know, grime and detritus that is left all over that fucking bathroom is just in- immeasurable, really. Yeah. And the worst part is I work in an office with only about three other men. So I know yeah. the particulars of every single guy's bathroom time. Because I've been yeah. in there I bet those three guys go to the bathroom eight times a day. <laughs> That's what I've discovered is people, especially dudes, they just fucking go to the bathroom all day. Mm-hmm. It's just easy. It's just that we take, like, we just take turns. Eight, eight guys is just in a rotation. I actually spend, I spent about, about today, about 40 minutes total in the bathroom uh, because I didn't want to confront uh, life. Between all 10 visits, 40 <laughs> minutes. Yeah. Actually today, only two visits for me. Both of them were to shit. I never pissed a single time. It was weird. Really? I take two morning shits normally as well. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, because I eat cereal, and even though I drink almond milk, I guess my body is just lactose intolerant to lactose-free milk, Mm -hmm. because that makes me a shit. And then I drink coffee, and coffee just makes you shit naturally. I think I found the problem, which is the coffee. Two shits. More than the the, the lactose-free milk. Well, no, I'll eat the cereal, Uh and then I will shit, and then I will drink the coffee. No, 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 no. I already shit last night. What cereal are you eating? I usually eat Honey Nut Cheerios. So there's some fiber in there, probably helping motivate your system. Still, I mm-hmm. shit. And it's the same shit I would have if I, because I usually eat cereal with regular milk. Mm-hmm. The shits are the same. So you're saying your body just doesn't want, like white liquids. It might not like cereal. Oh, that okay. might be the bigger issue. Well, here's your news. Just try to get a glass of milk. See what happens. I might die. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> well, I should drink a cup of cereal. <laughs> No, no, two days, two, two, two experiments, two different things. Actually, three days. Okay. One day, nothing. You'll eat anything. Next exactly. day, cup of cereal. Next day, cup of milk. See what happens. What if I shit the most on the day that I don't eat anything? <laughs> this is actually helping you. This is protecting you this entire time. Oh, no. It's the Lord Ruler of your butthole. Yeah, the Lord Ruler. You didn't know what was God holding back. Um, <laughs> the milk. You don't know what I do for you. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but coffee for sure. I go to, the, I take one sip of the coffee. I will have already shit from the cereal. Full shit. I will take a sip. Like, even when the coffee is a little bit too hot and you're testing it, I drink a little sip. Immediately go take an even bigger shit just from that one sip of coffee. Mm-hmm. Then I'll drink the rest of it and then I usually have a shit a little bit later in the day. So, yeah, I don't. Two shit. Two, I'm, 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 two shit, Seth. Two shit stuff, yeah, yeah. I don't know if like, because I have I have only had coffee when I'm around you in about yep. like a year and a half now. I just don't drink coffee anymore, so I don't yeah. get coffee shits really. I think I wonder if it's a thing that happens when you start drinking a lot of coffee or drinking regularly as you're getting you shits. Because when I drank the coffee, I didn't have any shitting problems. I shit no matter what when I drink coffee. There's because I used to not drink coffee very often. I'd only drink it like you know once every month or so. Still shit every fucking time. I don't know. Wow. I mean, it is a diuretic. Most people, a lot of coffee shits are a very common thing. Um, mm-hmm. But 
I actually have the worst thing for me is actually beer shits. Oh. When I drink, if I drink more than like five or six beers and I go shit later, oh my god, it's the worst. I'm just like, I'd, I, I'd rather have coffee. Uh huh. Um, so yeah, but I know I've experienced every, I've experienced all the shit there is. Like, explain, for, I guess, foods ex- I haven't had yet. Explain to me the characteristics of these beer shits you're talking about. What makes them different and worse? Beer shits take a while to come out. It almost feels like you're constipated, and they're they're definitely way more solid than other shits. So it's almost like you're you know there's like a, a baseball coming out of you almost. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's one of those. Sh- it's like the classic example of like the shit where you have to take your shirt off. You know that shit? <laughs> yeah, I've been there. Yeah, yeah, that's me. As a, a beer shit, I immediately take my shirt off. Okay. If I if if it's a if I drink a lot, it's pants off too. Oh wow! It's, it's pants off. Probably shower afterwards. Straight into the shower. Exactly. And I have a bidet, so I, I bidet and then I still shower. Wow! Because I just got to get all that off of me. So yeah, that's that's beer shit for me. For me, it's not the solid shits that take the shirt off. It's the it's the wet ones that are coming out. I'm like, oh, shirt off just to be safe. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's both ends. Solid ones, I'll do it if it's a really bad solid one, and then the really wet ones where, you know, you basically, you know, it's like. When the the last bit of air is coming out of a balloon and just that that sound it makes, <laughs> yeah, that's like when I'm like that, I'm like, okay, yeah, I just I gotta. Oh, you painted the whole bowl by the end of it. Yeah, I'm I'm Oof. pants shirt off by then for sure. <laughs> Immediately a, in the shower, a naked drunk man sitting on the toilet. <laughs> I've been there. I've been like that, that naked fucking drunk that man. scene in Mandy. I haven't seen that movie. You see Mandy? That's right. Shit, you gotta watch Mandy, dude. I watch it during my October horror fest for sure. Great fucking flick. I hear they got a new Nicolas Cage movie now called Pig, where he's supposedly also adding up a storm. When does he not, though? So, as I say, so it's a Nicolas Cage movie. Right. He's acting like Nicolas Cage. Got it. So, politics. Politics. So, the big thing right now is Cuba. Cuba. A lot of people have, all of a sudden, have opinions on Cuba. Mm-hmm. Real strong opinions on Cuba out of nowhere from people, because uh, there's protests okay. against the government. There's there's people who are protesting the uh, the, the Cuban government. And everyone's got to get their jabs in. Oh look, the communists this and the Cubans that, and we need to liberate the Cuban people. And it's like we got our saber rattle at them or whatever. And it's just more fucking bullshit. I mean, that Cuba has these these protests that are happening, and all of a sudden it's time for regime regime change in Cuba. What happened a year ago here? Yeah, I mean, didn't didn't millions of people take take the streets? It was was China saying it's time to overthrow the government? No, they weren't. Yeah, they were just like biding their own fucking time, doing their own shit. You know, no one cares. And so the Cuba now has got to be a big old deal about how this is a little failure of communism, more authoritarian crackdowns on on these people, and it's like. Did you not, do, you, do we all forgotten what happened a year ago when the cops were shooting people in the street and fucking beating them up and, you know, hitting them with fucking all kinds of less than lethal weaponry, you know? It's just like, yeah. what do you think's different, you know? Yeah. I love the idea of less than lethal weaponry because it's like, <laughs> eventually anything will kill you. Eventually, you know, a, a plastic spoon could kill you eventually. So it's like, yeah. And it sucks because, I mean, once again, I can't, I wasn't on the front lines. I can't even really complain, but it just always sucks that, like, 
you know, all that, all we had, we had our, you know, po- police reform freaking protests and, and now it's just all gone. Yep. It's just like we voted, we put Joe Biden in the office and now the world is healing. Yeah. That's how people seem to think. And I'm just like, what, what, even during all those protests, you know, it's not like any of the new candidates for, for president were even care. They didn't care. They didn't mm-hmm. change. Kamala Harris is a cop. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. That was for, for as far as, you know, the American side of all this, I just, it's just so annoying that we can't get anything done because like, of, uh, what's fashion. better right now? What, what change for the better, you know, after all this? Yeah. I really want to ask people who are like, who pretty much got docile once Biden got the office. I'm just like, really, what is different? I would almost argue that things are exactly the same. Yeah. The president's not quite as stupid and rude. And? I would say the president is equally stupid. Mm. Well, he just doesn't talk as much. That's probably true. Yeah, it's just like he's quieter. He he does... He, he brought he, a sense of decorum back to the Oval Office. And that's all we needed was decorum. I mean, if you really think about it, Trump is a president this country deserves. And not everyone here is bad. Not everyone here is is an evil contributor to empire. But at least when at least when that did happen, it galvanized some segment of the populace to be like, wait, this is fucked up. And now that it's over, they're go- they've gone back to sleep. They're like, oh, that's over. That's done. Yeah. And the people who are for him are more for Trump now. Yeah. You see, there's like lots of new Trump merchandise. And like I said, I, like I said last week or two weeks ago, I was at the zoo and saw a Trump 2024 shirt. And I'm just like, wow, we are already here. Oh, Got yeah. it. Cool. At the zoo, what exhibit? I, mean, it was, I was walking in between two exhibits. So. Come on, Seth. Make up a funny exhibit. You got you, this, this was, is comedy 101. It was right outside of the the the, the it's crazy that Netflix made that show Russian Doll. <laughs> it wasn't about Donald Trump. <laughs> you piece of shit. I hate you so much. I'll do like a now that I'm being honest, it was outside of the aviary exhibit. Mm. I'm about to go do like a, a Tiger King joke of some sort because Donald Trump is orange. You're the uh, the old classic uh, one. Yeah, I've noticed something recently. We've for some reason, I guess people watched like the first two episodes of Tiger King and then stopped mm-hmm. because Joe Exotic has like his. There's like a cereal of Joe Exotic now. Like you can buy it like Fye and like these weird stores, and there's like t-shirts about joe exotic and i'm like did i am i the only one that watched the documentary joe exotic is a terrible human being and should not be glorified in any way yeah and apparently the producers of the show said they had to cut out hours worth of racism from it just to make it watchable for people because apparently he is a big fan of the n-word and said it a lot while they were recording wow that is i'm just i'm just like did i am i the only one that watched the the, through the end but you know what's, you know, in that, just going back, I know, it's, we're, we are a year and a half past the relevance of what I'm about to say here. But you know who's worth and Joe Exotic in that Uh-oh. show? Jeff Lowe? The guy who makes the women get boob jobs and work for him? Oh, no, that's Doc, uh, Doc Antle. That yeah, dude yeah, is yeah, worse. Yeah. That, that oh, dude. That, that guy's terrible. There, there's going to one day be a, like, some kind of federal fucking task force to bust into that place. They're going to find all kinds of shit. It's going to be well, bad. I'm pretty sure they've raided him twice at this point. They need to do a third. I think he's actually in prison now. Oh, really? (laughs) That would not surprise me at all. 
It didn't take um, 10 seconds of hearing that guy talk to be like, oh no, this yeah, is bad. His son is like a Instagram celebrity. Wow. Um, the bar is so yeah. low on Instagram. I know. Um, okay, actually, he's not in jail. He's wow. Just, uh, regular. He's actually, he's not very far from me. So maybe I should, uh, maybe I should keep my mouth down. He's got <laughs> some connections. Um, I'm going to get inst- my window. Oh God, sit <laughs> out. There's a red dot on your forehead. <laughs> I'm going to get Instagram famous by going outside and just like posting videos of our goats. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to, I'm going to get a million so? followers from that. I really, I, I, I want you to truly and honestly watch the stuff that gets popular on Instagram and see if you want to put yourself through it to, I mean, to get it to that level. What do I have to really, how much work I really have to do, you know? It's not so much work in the physical sense, but like, keep, you gotta keep up with trends, first of all. If you're ever on your famous, you gotta keep up with trends on Instagram, which are basically just, the, they, basically every trend on TikTok, but a week later is the mm-hmm. trend on Instagram. And you have to understand the trend, trend, which is, astronomically difficult for me like i'll see these new trends and i'm like okay i'm like what's the trend though and they're like okay watch this one and i'm like okay i i still don't understand what the trend is here i don't know what the thing is. and then they have millions and millions of likes and they they own like two mansions and i'm like oh okay i don't get it at all but I, good for them i guess yeah um yeah i got there's I got, also this go ahead I got internet brain poisoned in 2007, and I don't think I can ever really adapt beyond uh, that. I think, like, like Advice Dog and the Success Kid were, like, the height of memes, and they'll never get better than that, really. Exactly. And I'm on a, I was a little bit later than you, and I do, I, I can keep up with most stuff, but I've entirely given up on understanding the whole TikTok and, like, short-form uh, video content stuff. It just does not make any sense. Most insane trend or not even trend just thing people do on tiktok is the other day i was scrolling on reddit and i saw this funny tiktok it was a joke about like the vaccine or whatever that was like kind of funny and i was like okay cool and then later my wife shows me a tiktok and it's the same exact script but by a different person and i'm like oh i saw this other day but it, it was done by a different person and then and the weird thing is it's credited the guy's like oh yeah inspiration from this guy but it's the literally the same thing, which is with a different guy. They, yeah. He didn't he didn't change an iota of the script or any of the jokes or even the visuals. Mostly, um, the only difference is that the original was done by a black man, and the one that was more popular was done by a white guy. Just oh. by the way, um, there it is. And I didn't get it. I was just like, and and, and that, that's not always a race thing. A lot of times it's just literally you'll find, a big TikTok will just have. Uh, 10,000 people who just do the exact same thing. They, they don't change it at all. They just do the same thing. I'm like, that, and that's popular. Okay. And I just, I just, and then I back away. I'm like, I don't get it. This is not a world I can put myself in. That is so strange. Cause like the memes that I'm used to are something funny comes up and then you take it and you put your own spin on it. You remix it. You add a new bit of content exactly. to it. And there's like, plenty of TikToks like that, but it's very weird to me that they just do the straight up ripoff. A good example recently was the uh, the Anakin and Padme meme. I was about to say, I think that one has made its way into like meme Hall of Fame. Yeah, that one has been really good. Because mm-hmm. I saw him trying to declare it dead about three times, and it keeps coming back because it's just a it's a versatile format. It works so well. Yeah, and the weird thing is, I mean, I'm sure. I mean, I haven't seen every one of them. 
all the every single one of that meme I've seen so far has actually been really, really funny. Yeah. Most memes, like, I kind of fall off on within a week and, like, there's just a bunch of lame versions. But all the ones I've seen so far have been good. So yeah. I think that meme is just evergreen. I've been trying to I've been trying to workshop one in my head and I'm just I'm not a meme maker. I can't do that. I don't have that style. I have a more observational style of comedy. Oh boy. You know, here we I'm go. more I'm more like walking down the street and I see something and I like write it down. And I'll, uh-huh. I'll like say it later and you know, everyone will laugh, you know, applause, standing ovation, encore, mm-hmm. and I'll talk about something else I saw on the street and they're like, damn, Seth walks down so many streets. Um and then yeah, that, that's my style. Yeah, you know, memes is different, and I'm glad memes are there, but it's not for me. You know, because one thing more, about Seth is that he's a real street walker. Exactly. I'm, Always I, on the streets. Exactly. And I just, I have a very like kinetic style of comedy. I'm always mm. moving around the stage. I'm doing the thing. I'm doing the thing where like you hold, like you have a, a mic with a really long cord, and you're always like wrestling with it, and like tossing it around whenever you're walking across the stage that's like honestly 50 percent of my routine is just throwing the court around i think when we went to cordless mic for stand-up comedy we lost something important i actually there's a lot of comedians that still request wired microphones and i believe it's because of that i believe they want to do some business with the cord it has to you're waiting yeah. for a moment where the cord gets tangled in a funny way, or you're just playing with it the whole time. And it's, yeah, or it's like business. you use it, like make a point, you're like left or right, and you move the cord. And uh-huh. I tell a lot of jokes that are about going left and right on things, <laughs> usually yeah. streets. Uh-huh. I tell a lot of jokes like that, so I use the cord that way. Yeah. Yeah. I need a long stage, very mm. long stage to walk <laughs> all the way up and down. The longest stage there is. Yeah, as long as, honestly, it's about as long as a street. And also, it's paved. <laughs> And also, there's signs on both ends of it. And that's usually where I'm performing my stand-up. Yeah, I just thought about Seth. You know how there's always the theater in the round, where you're like positioned around the stage and the audience can yeah. see you? Let's, let's reverse that. Audience in the middle, stage around the perimeter of the audience. Exactly. And you just walk around them and you eye every one of them. <laughs> yep. Exactly. And to, also, their chairs, they rotate. They, it's okay. They have rotating chairs. Also, doesn't the all-around stage suck for like 50% of the audience? Yeah, it does. They just see butts. Yep. The whole time. Yep. Then you cast actors with really nice butts. And then problem solved. Give massless chaps. Yeah. After dark version of the play. Remember you the thing where like the cost the costumes the just the front half exists, the back half they're all naked so that everybody else gets something. Uh-huh. Boom. Put some side so yeah, I do, I right do remember plays. Yeah. Remember we made then there are plays existed and we made Hamilton and we're like, well the best play has now been made. Fucker. We can stop making plays now. Hamilton exists. I just want to say I have been I have been deliciously enjoying uh, Lin Manuel Miranda getting fucking destroyed for his new movie. Uh, in the Heights. Yeah, hmm. I liked con- it. You haven't seen the controversy about it. I've seen the controversy, and like it's one of those things where I totally understand the controversy, but it also didn't like affect my enjoyment of the movie at all Mm -hmm. but i get it i understand it and it's probably important but it just didn't it doesn't affect the actual quality of the movie for me which so i was just like whatever but i do think that um i I do think in the heights is better than hamilton and his other stuff i will say this Um, i think he's a weird guy i don't think the controversy is important except that it's him and it's some, is he is like some, uh, I'm the soft boy woke lord, and I'm going to look after you with my whitewashed representation of the slave owners. Uh, and then he gets owned over this. I'm, I'm loving it. It's been so good to see. Yeah. 
I'm like, get fucked, nerd boy. I'm calling a mortal technique. It's over. <laughs> I do, uh, I'm actually really interested in his directorial debut, though. Have you heard about this movie? Um, called Tick, Tick, Boom? It's like the song? Like what song? It's just, never mind, go on. Um... But yeah, it's a movie. It's a Netflix movie. It's his editorial debut. It's got Andrew Garfield in it. And it's a true... St- it's a musical that is a true story that I did not even know about. Because you know... Wait, the hold on. Mass- he didn't direct In the Heights? He didn't direct the movie, no. John Chu did. Oh, okay. Um, but it's interesting because you know the musical Rent, right? The incredibly popular musical that won like a bunch of awards. Well, the guy who wrote the musical never got to see it be performed on Broadway because he died. Fuck. He... I can't, I can't remember if he killed himself. I think he killed himself when it was still off-Broadway before it ever got picked up. Um, and then it went out and won all these Tonys. And so this, and at the time, before he died, he was also writing another musical. Um, and so this mu- this movie is a musical <laughs> based on his life up until he died um, called Tick, Tick, Boom. And it actually looks pretty interesting. So maybe we'll see if, if your favorite uh, musical theater guy can become a good director. We'll see. My no, Seth. My favorite is still the guy that made Cats. Andrew uh, Lloyd Webber. Yes. He's the all-time best. Because what you There's do? nobody better than him. It's impossible to beat him, so why even try? You know? Yep. You're not going to top that legacy. Cats should have been the last musical. It really should have been. Yeah. Should have been the last a lot of things. <laughs> last movie, for sure. Should have been the last. <laughs> it almost was, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> that movie came out in December of 2019. It was almost the last movie. A couple little genes different in COVID. This would have been the last movie ever. Exactly. So <laughs> we could be in some of the stand shit right now. Yeah. <clears throat> but yeah. Uh, so to circle back around, people should shut the fuck up about Cuba uh, and mind your own oh, goddamn yeah, business. Cuba. Yeah, it's one of those things where I just don't know. It's like where I don't know a lot of the situation, and I don't know if my opinion is really going to matter once I learn everything. You know, um, I think my so, understanding yeah. of it is that it's a combination of Cuba was trying to do some stuff, some finagling with their with their economy to get themselves less dependent on external because they have a, there's a there's a blockade or a way uh, embargo I guess Cuban going on for fucking I think fifty years now or whatever. And so they can't get a lot of vital stuff. COVID comes in and all of a sudden they can't get enough doses of the vaccine because they can't get raw materials to make them. And so people are rising up about that. And it's like, that's not Cuba's fault. That's the rest of the world's fault for fucking them for so long. You know? Yeah. And so I don't know why this has to suddenly be Cuba's issue. Yeah. I was, I was, I mean, obviously it, become, it comes from this weird American selfishness we have. But I was I was very surprised to find out how other countries handle the vaccine and how dis, like disastrous it's been for everyone else. Because I was like, I assumed that in other places you did what I did. You went and got your first dose and then you came back a couple weeks later and got your second dose. No, no, it has not been like that in other places. Um, there's people in Canada who are getting, who got a dose and then they were like, we don't really know if you're ever going to get a second dose because we don't have them. And then like, like, a month and a half later, they finally got them, but they have to get a second dose from a different. Like they, they got the Moderna first dose, they're getting the Pfizer second dose. Yeah, which, I mean, maybe it's fine, but also maybe it's not because we don't know. So it's like really weird. 
I've heard that scientists or whatever, the brain boys, they've said that it's okay the, that you can get two different uh, vaccines. Um, yeah. But they've been wrong about shit in the past. They have been wrong. Um, they want so the Earth is flat and the, and the, say, the sun will run us. Exactly. We, we once thought the sun did revolve around the Earth. And sorry, but you're wrong. What was the scientist that proposed that? Galileo? No. Or was he the one that was right? He was right. Copernic, was it Copernicus? Socrates. Yeah. Socrates. The ra- the Plato, Socrates. of course. Um, no, but like, okay, they once thought that when you were a baby and you were in the goop and being made in your mom's vagina, that you went through like a tadpole phase where you had gills and shit. That was a serious theory for a long time. And yeah, you could say, sure, they, don't, they didn't have microscopes and x-rays and shit back then. They didn't know. And what I say is, that's a still a fucking stupid thing to think. Yeah. Also, if you don't have those things yet, invent those things first before you make your weird guesses about if we have gills or not. Right. Just if we spent all that time making that guess on making a microscope, we might have had a microscope ten years earlier. Mm-hmm. You know. And today we would be doing this podcast on jetpacks. <laughs> you know, there'd be loud jetpack sounds over our microphone. Yeah. So you wouldn't understand anything. We would be in. We would be wearing jetpacks. We would have lost control of our jetpacks. They'd be independently breeding themselves yes. and creating new species of jetpacks. <laughs> exactly, new strains. Marcus would become the lord of jetpacks. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, but yeah, uh, the COVID thing is fucked up, and the vaccine. Uh, it's been so funny how every day they're like, "Oh yeah, today got forty eight percent of the population vaccinated," and it's like that's not going to help. There's Delta, Delta Plus, Lambda variants. And yeah. each one, they say the, vac- the vaccine's getting worse against. And now there's disagreement of whether we need booster shots or not. Well, we need booster shots of our, of our vaccines. It took so fucking much effort to get just those two doses in people's arms. Never yeah. have booster shots as well. It ain't never going to be fucking safe out there. I thought of a way to make money off of COVID. Oh, boy. So. You're late to the party, COVID- but all right. Well, no, this is different, though. This is Uh-oh. a brand new idea. Mm-hmm. So, when COVID first came out, we called it the coronavirus. Mm-hmm. And it made the Corona Beer Company angry. They're just like, oh, no, people are going to associate our name with the thing. Which, if you have a, two brain cells, you're like, well, that doesn't make any sense. A lot of people do that. And then people went and did that. They're like, I don't feel safe buying Corona Beer anymore. Mm-hmm. So then, I, I do think that the Corona Company had a lot to do with us starting calling it COVID. I, just th- mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of corporate pressure there. Um, and there's a new variant called the Delta variant, which is named because, you know, of mathematical purposes called the Delta variant. And now Delta Airlines is mad. They're just like, oh, no, we can't be called. A-. So I'm like, no, no, no. Flip the script. The next variant should be called Netflix. You should you should pay to have the next variant named after you. Interesting. So that people are saying your name a lot and mm. that you're out there in the public. Right. What if what if one of the variants would have been named Quibi? Maybe it didn't get shut down. <laughs> Maybe Quibi would be the biggest streaming service. It's, Who knows? It's so funny because that is the exact same kind of thing that Netflix wastes money on. Yeah. They will cancel all shows after two seasons, but they will spend a billion dollars to become the next Corona variant. Yeah, for sure. Why not? In fact, companies should start engineering new diseases to give them their own name. Oh, right? Wait a minute. I've done something terrible. <laughs> Umbrella Corporation. It's time. Oh, no. The Netflix. The Netflix cold. 
Hey, it gives you an excuse to stay home and fucking binge Netflix. Exactly. What if all the diseases they create encourage you to do whatever that company Seth, like? we can't release this podcast. We can't. We, we can't. We've, we've gone too far. We can't. Wait until the um, Lockheed Martin variant comes out. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, my I God. I mean, that one might already be out. Yeah. I, I don't... Analyst. I don't know... Uh, I just like the idea that like you would make a disease and then you would put your name on it and people are like, oh fuck, I got Pepsi. And just like Yeah. They're like, there's hey, there's no such thing as bad press. Apparently. There's just Apparently. some super coked out guy who's convinced every company this is true. There's no such thing as bad press. Yeah, I do I I've always thought of that and I'm like, I th- you know what? I think there is. Yeah. I honestly think what if it was like, oh, coca-cola has been proven to be anti-semitic that's not good press no. i'm gonna be honest i don't think that's good pre- well to it's some good people. for a certain group of people yeah but overall maybe i would say it's not that good you know mm-hmm. it's like man <laughs> it's like do you think that bill cosby believes there's something good there's something bad press because i would argue that there is. i mean to be honest, though, he's gotten out of prison, and he is already scheduling stand-up dates. Really? Yes, he is going to return to stand-up comedy. Isn't he 80-something year, fucking years old? He is very old. Who's going to go see him? What's his material going to be? The weird thing is, I think a lot of people are going to want to find out. I think it's going to make him a, a much richer man. His morbid curiosity is a, is a thing. I will definitely try and find some ripped YouTube videos whenever he starts doing stand-up. But, like, it's like Jerry Seinfeld. He got mad when folks made fun of him for his whole, like, kids on their phones joke. And, like, you can't take a joke anymore. What the fuck is Bill Cosby going to even say? And who's yeah. his audience? Like, because, like, some you can, you can pivot to the right wing for some people, sure. But Bill Cosby's not really a right wing guy. I don't think make that, make, you make that pivot, really. But, like, who is pivoting specifically to see guys who rape women? Like, Louis C.K., what he did was very bad. Yes, obviously very wrong. He never actually, like, raped anybody, though. Yeah. Who is here to see the rapist comedy is what I want to know. And, yeah, like you said, morbid curiosity. I think people are going to want to find out. That's I mean, I, like I said, I'm incredibly interested in what that man's going to say on stage. I'm not going to fly to Los Angeles and buy a ticket to see him. But I'll, I'll, watch, I'll definitely watch some cracked out uh landscape cell phone video the, i mean that's like, he looks so old in pictures and videos that all i can yeah. just, all i can picture in my head of him saying up is just mumbling and drooling like i don't know i mean yeah. and that would actually so be really funny <laughs> that's the that's the sad thing it would be really funny like remember how fucking uh weinstein got progressively older and shittier looking as his trial went on so he's like you know walker and shit to get around yeah. Obviously attacked by his lawyer to make him seem, to make him seem more uh, uh, sympathetic, but like Bill Cosby, I think is just that old. Yeah, I agree, and I do not know <laughs> what that man is going to say on stage. And also, he's like has he's already like going to sign he's signed like a new book deal. Apparently, he is just going to be cashing in on raping over thirty women. <laughs> I did see something actually. This is not related to that, but it reminded me. There's this guy who does like these. He's he's actually a pretty a pretty good artist. He does these right wing uh, comics on the internet. I can't remember his fucking name. Uh, they're pretty intricate uh, comics. He did one though about 
uh, a person saying like um, it was a protest against Israel, you know, like uh, free Palestine, all that kind of stuff. And she's like, "You're a racist and a sexist and a homophobe, or whatever." Some guy wearing a Trump. Uh, it was obviously just, it was probably Trump, but what it said was it was a red shirt with white letters that said "I like America" or whatever. Yeah, and in the yeah. background, there's, there's protesters holding signs, and they say like "Free Palestine." Israel's bad, and then Hitler's right, and then death to all Jews. And she turns and she's like, oh my god! And people in the comments on Instagram were like, based protesters, why'd you make the, why'd you make the, the bad guys say the right things? What are you talking about? Like, we believe this stuff. We're on your, that's you're on our side. I was like, oh my god. did you learn something, dude? So even the right-wing guy wasn't right-wing enough. Yeah. Apparently. Straight up, people oh people say like straight up like eighty eight, you know, eighty eight type stuff. It was crazy. Wow. <laughs> so, Bill Cosby will be doing stand up. We'll do a review whenever the videos come out. We'll we'll we'll, we'll watch it live and see what he has to say. Um, I hope it's like Bam Margera's uh, stand up. Never actually happens. Oh my god, Bam Margera's fucked over now. Or not fucked over, for, for good reason. Completely fucked out of any money he's gonna make, which is good. What happened there? Oh, you haven't, have you haven't heard about Bam Margera lately? No. Man. The man is, he is absolutely um, crazy alcoholic. I mean, he gets on, he goes on like Twitter and Instagram, and he, he can, he's like what you mentioned Bill Cosby. He mumbles, like you can barely understand what he's saying. And then no, they, I heard they're him making, on Town. Yeah, they're making a Jackass 4. Really? Um, what the they fuck? Are. They are. But the thing is, every one of the guys in the cast has gone clean. They don't do drugs or alcohol anymore. Bam Margera would not agree to do any of that because, like, Steve-O does not want to be around it because he's, like, had a lot of problems with it. So he's like, he's like, at least for the filming of this movie, you cannot drink alcohol or do any drugs. Bam Margera wouldn't do it. And um, eventually they, like, came to some agreement and he was going to be part of the movie. And then he just apparently, like, had drunken fights with the directors and other actors and was just being a general asshole to everyone so they kicked him out of the movie again and he get he's got he apparently they even got a way to like have him get no royalties off of it even though he's like part of the original crew and he just that made him get even more drunk and angry and um there's even a person on reddit the other day who was like i met bam margera last night he uh we we decided to let him come back to our apartment he kicked our door down uh felt passed out with his pants down on our couch and they had video they had pictures of all this stuff wow and yeah, he's just a fucked up guy and apparently he just he, he he just let alcohol take his life over i just i go back for saying here is so jackass four is yeah. the subtitle Johnny Knoxville finally dies? Like <laughs> I don't understand. Maybe they're Maybe, so broken. They're filming it now. Yeah, Jackass oh, Four. This time we kill Steve-O. Like I don't know. Like what could be? What can they yeah. do? I think they're like. I think Steve-O is just finally like. You know what? I can't do alcohol anymore. But if you say I can't put a fish hook into my pen- my penis and go shark fishing, I'll die. <laughs> So they're, so they're, I guess they're going to start putting more hooks into more places of their bodies. Didn't Wee Man fucking actually die? Yeah, Wee Man died. God damn. But not for me. There's nuts, weirdly. Right. She died from being alive too long. <laughs> died from being alive too long. Yeah. Damn. So yeah, it was such a wave with words. That is how everyone dies. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would argue that it isn't. If you were shot by a bullet, you didn't die from being alive too long. You died from a bullet. (laughs) (laughs) 
if you drink poison, cosmically, cosmically, you can argue. Cosmically, Mr. Fucking Religion over here all of a sudden, on a cosmic level. Pass the fucking doobie, bro. Are you kidding me? If anybody wants to see the best use of the word cosmic ever, you should watch. I think you should leave with Tim Robinson in season two. There's an incredible sketch where they use that word a lot, and it is amazing. So watch that. Slurp up the bone goose, bone juice, Scrooge. Remember that? Oh yeah. So you okay? You're still season one then? No, I've, I've started season two. Okay, I think it's like okay. episode four or five when you get that one. But yeah. Great show. I do recommend it as well. It's fucking hilarious. Never do you, you never can see the twist of a sketch coming. No. Ever. And the weird, but the weird thing is they almost all have the same exact twist. Uh huh. <laughs> In some way, shape or form, it just devolves into, okay, the actual comedy part of the sketch happens. And then the last two minutes is just Tim Robinson yelling about something. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. I can see that. I love how there's two types of sketch on that show. It's the the sketch where Tim Robinson is Tim Robinson, and then the sketch where someone else is Tim Robinson. Yeah. <laughs> and they work... So The sketches where somebody else is Tim Robinson, so far my top three favorite sketches are all when someone else is the Tim Robinson in the sketch. And I love it. So, I love, yeah, I love the sketch a great in, show. in season one with, with Tim Heidecker. Is... That is my favorite one. That is my number one favorite... Uh, he's part of the Colgate Comedy Hour. <laughs> it fucking slayed me so hard. I was like... <laughs> I watched that one like five times at this point, and I always, I always laugh when he gets the gazpacho soup and he says it's too hot. <laughs> that is so funny. The part that gets me is the end when the girl was like, you embarrassed me in front of my boyfriend tonight to, to her friends. Right. We can't talk about this. What we're talking about. Yeah. Just go watch it. It's actually one of the... Probably one of the funniest things Netflix has ever made. They're like 16-minute episodes. They're super short, and they're yeah. great. They're you fantastic. You technically binge the whole show in like an hour. But you probably. Should, you split it up over some days, because you gotta savor it. Seth, I want to talk about cryptocurrency. Yeah. Crypto. 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 Call me the crypto keeper, because we're gonna Uh-oh. fucking die <laughs> from all this cryptocurrency. Yeah. Crypto is actually going to kill the planet faster than uh like old refrigerators yeah or nukes because uh, it's 112 <laughs> degrees in seattle on some days and we're just walking around like this is normal yeah let me get on coinbase and buy my ethereum it was 130 degrees in death valley which i know what you're thinking sure smith that's death valley it's always hot there it's still 130 fucking degrees Do people live in death valley I don't think so, because it's called Death Valley. Okay. Well, it'll be I mean, called it's said to be called Life Valley. If folks live there, is that every place called Life Valley? <laughs> yes, I love my town called Life. Your town's called Life. Okay, <laughs> okay. I I'm, give just, up. I'm just saying, if your ta- if your place is called Death Valley, I don't think anyone would live there just because of the name. Well, there are cities that are called named like Hell. I guess that's true. So, I mean. You know, it'd be really funny if there was a bunch of goths that lived in Death Valley. That would be really funny. That should be their place, I think. And you they were, can't, but they can't wear any of like. I guess a lot of their clothes has like fishnets, so there's like airy clothes. So maybe that works. Yeah, but all, that, all some, that makeup, I don't know. Yeah, and it's some of the like, jeans, although they have holes in them, are like quite heavy. So yeah, I don't know. How do they last? <laughs> when you said jeans, I, I thought of jeans with a G. This is very different. Uh, oh, Gene Roddenberry. Yeah, it's yeah. like have you ever seen Goth in the Desert? Because I have never seen that before. 
I don't think that's a thing. That maybe like a band name. Maybe Burning Man. You see some goths out there. But I don't think goths and desert naturally mix. Those are, those are, those are compatible. Goths in the Desert art print by Alex Bone. Fuck. That's a great name. Alex Bone? Yeah. Damn. Yeah. And you're a photographer? Man. I just think that, like, like the desert is not creepy. It's not sad. Uh, it's not really scary and way goth-like. It's just, it just sucks. That's the whole thing yeah. of the desert. Leave the desert for the dune boys. <laughs> dune boys love deserts. You're right. We get the desert. I don't. I, I don't want to live there, but I get the desert. Mm-hmm. But um, so cryptocurrency. Yes, uh, crypto. Sorry. Saw a thing today about how apparently a single Ethereum transaction consumes four point or forty eight point fourteen kilowatt hours. For comparison, that's just over one and a half days of energy consumption within the standard U.S. household. Now multiply that by thousands of transactions daily, and you can see how its energy. Uh, consumption adds up. That's a lot of it power. Yeah, and that is just for Ethereum. Yeah, that is not including Bitcoin, which is still the like the market leader in in uh, cryptocurrencies. It also doesn't include the other six trillion cryptocurrencies that exist. Yeah. Uh, let me let me run my calculation real quick and actually see if my number is correct. Yeah, there are six trillion seventeen billion. <laughs> Uh, uh, cryptocurrencies that exist and of course Ethereum is one of the more popular ones so it's going to use more energy but all that adds up and it is pretty crazy there are whole what was it there's like a freaking like an oil rig out in the ocean yeah that that, uh, that just they just put computers on it and now they're just mining bitcoins let's see here yeah this is the uh Suing the shores of Seneca Lake is owned by the private equity firm Atlas Holdings. Uh, they purchased electrical power outlet at the gas-fired plant in the past year and a half to use much of the fossil fuel energy not to keep lights on, but for the mining of bitcoins. Yep. The computers and operate again, 24-7, burning through a sounding amount of real energy, producing real pollution by collecting virtual currency. And once again, this is... If you're a person out there who believes in Bitcoin because it's, a, it's going to be the decentralized currency, I hate to break it to you, but private equity firm Atlas Holdings being a, a top miner of Bitcoin should tell you something. Is they it? see it because here's the thing. The, the sad thing is, the sad thing is, all these equity firms and Wall Street guys, they understand what Bitcoin is. They understand that Bitcoin is a commodity. Yep. And if you can get a lot of it, you can sell it and make money. You're not decentralized currency. You're not making anything new. You're not making any change. You're creating an item that, do that doesn't exist and making money off of it. And they understand that better than all these Bitcoin evangelizers. Yeah. It says right here, an estimate from the University of Cambridge says global Bitcoin use, use miners use more energy in a year than Chile. The entire fucking country of Chile uses yeah. less power than just Bitcoin mining. Yeah. Like, think and about that. all over the world. Yeah. And they... It's, it's, it's actually crazy. And the, the weird thing about it is it's hard to regulate. Like, how do you be, how do you be like, oh, you can't... Well, how do, how do you, oh, you can't mine Bitcoins. People will just find other ways to do it, you know? I mean, China like, did it. Well, yeah, but China has uh, 
a, a little bit a little bit stronger of a, a hold on the central on government populace, yeah. i would say yeah mm-hmm. um so yeah i don't know it's it's gonna be hard we need we really need to um figure out a way around it because goddamn because again it's not doing anything useful you're not extracting a resource in the environment to be used in some way. You're not creating a product that, that, that gives anyone's life more meaning or value or helps anybody. You're creating you the 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 fucking purple gear that I got in World of Warcraft has the same impact on all our lives that actually you know what it has better impact because it's not killing the planet to fucking do that. That's true. But in terms of value, they're the same to me. A Bitcoin has no worth. You can't eat it. You can't wear it. You can't smoke it. What is its point? If you can't smoke it. Yeah. Um, vapes that vape your Bitcoins. Boom. But I do want to point out that the tweet you're referring to, is, quote tweet something else, which is the fact that <laughs> the Space Jam, a new legacy movie, Warner Brothers is making 90,000 NFTs to sell in promotion of the movie. And I've already bought five of those bitches. <laughs> I had to get all the LeBron James ones I could. Yeah. Space Jam A New Legacy, I think, is really going to be a, a real focal point for a lot of awful things that are happening right now. Yeah. And I'm going to be in the theater on opening day. <laughs> I just, because I am trash. It's not and LeBron's I'm, fault. I will watch anything LeBron James is in. So it's a little bit. It's me. a little bit of LeBron's fault, but it's all our fault. It's really that we didn't storm the Warner Brothers headquarters and kill those people when they announced this. Yeah, no, it's definitely LeBron's fault. He wants the Jordan comparisons to go on longer. Oh yeah, this is one of the ways to do it. So yeah, I can see that. That's just how. It, that's just how the cookie crumbles. Um. But yeah, so make sure to get your Space Jam, A New Legacy, NFTs. They're sponsoring this episode. So No, they're not. <laughs> you imagine that pivot and we were like, oh, by the way, check out the sponsor of the episode. <laughs> Space Jam, A New Legacy, NFTs specifically. We do mm-hmm. not care if you see the movie. We will not promote the movie. But NFTs specifically, please go buy them as much as you can. Now I'm waiting for like episode 470 where we're just like, we're sponsored this week by uh, Northrop Grumman. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, by then, by then we will get the regular podcast ads. We'll have like Audible or something. Mm. And uh, what is that popular podcast? Uh, Pod Save America. They'll have Northrop Grumman. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how the that's how the trickle down is gonna work. They'll have gotten so desperate for people, for people to advertise their shit. We're over here talking about uh, goddamn you know, Hello Fresh and shit to our yeah. you know, thirty five listeners. Yeah, and we will be talking about the Quibi two yep. new Quibi. Um, this time everything is thirty minutes long instead Quibi, of fifteen. Quibi three actually they tried yep. two already. Oh yeah, before. this time everything's forty five minutes long. So thirty. <laughs> it's just regular. It's just regular TV now. We can't legally say that. It's called a Quibi. <laughs> Oh, man. So, Seth, we didn't talk about it on the podcast before, but there was an interesting thing that happened recently with regards to the hardware or the software you make this podcast, which is that I pay way too much money every month to use uh, Adobe Audition to make this to make my end of the podcast to, to, to edit and everything. And you mm-hmm. and Marcus both use the free Audacity program. Yep. Something interesting happened with Audacity. Seth, can you, do you remember what happened? Yeah. So, Audacity 
has for about 10 years now been some of the best free software that you can download. Um, it's got a lot of the features that a lot of audio recording and editing softwares have completely for free. It was recently purchased by a company whose name I don't remember. Um, so it is no longer technically an open source software. It is part of their prior proprietary package. And it also is spyware, which is fun. Now it like records a lot of stuff and sends it to people. So mm-hmm. like technically this whole podcast could be sent to some my or my part of this podcast is gonna be sent to some random FBI agent who has to listen to just me react to stuff. Well, we record over um, Discord, they're hearing it anyway. So they'll find yeah. my side on there. And I hope you like all my stuff about the microphone cord FBI guy. That was really fun. Um, but yeah, so there's two ways that you can kind of keep Audacity free. Is one, don't update it. If you don't update it to version 2.4.4, I believe, um, then you're fine. And it's, it's not part of that package just yet. I'm sure they'll try and find a way to force you to update a little bit later on, but we'll see. And then there's also forks of it on GitHub back from its open source version, which are... Very nice. I continue to be open source. Um, and recently, somebody who made one of the a more popular uh, Audacity forks called Tenacity um, decided that, or not called Tenacity actually, this was a different version, um, was like, you know what, I want to make a name for it so I can like kind of have some fun with the community. And I guess he made a poll. I don't know if the poll was on Twitter or on 4chan, but he made a poll. No, it wasn't on 4chan. And, like, and a bunch of 4chan people got to it because it, it must have had been something that had like open submissions. Yeah. Because they, they got to it and they were just typing in a bunch of racial slurs It was and actually this. one particular which is they wanted to be called Sneedacity. Wow. Which is, for people who don't know, uh, Sneed is a is a 4chan slur for special needs. Oh, okay. So yeah. So that one got really popular and there was even other ones that were in the ranks that were still like really bad as well. So then he was like, you know what? I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do this poll because you guys have ruined it because you guys suck. Um... And so, one of the people who apparently felt they were um, slighted by not being able to name this after a slur uh, decided that instead, the best course of action, the best course of action for them would be to make their own fork of Audacity and build their own features into it and then call it this incredibly offensive slur. Instead, he decided the best course of action was to stab the, the open source developer who made this audacity fork. So then he was stabbed. And that is one of the weirdest. Uh, I know a lot of open source developers. And I got to say that is like, it's got to be one of their nightmares, I guess, is just have someone hate you so much for your code that they stab you. Yeah. So he got doxxed on 4chan uh, and he lives in Germany. And so he can't, like he's apparently there's no like video or, or, or photographic proof that he was, he was not stabbed. He was sliced apparently, but you know, he got cut or the other. Uh, so the, the German police are handling it, but it's like, I don't see any reason to like not believe when you look at the things that they're posting on 4chan about this guy, like figuring out where his house was and where he lived and what his schedule was, was insane. And all because of this, all over trying to give their thing an offensive name, you know? Yeah. And here's the thing, I'm glad I don't know how to do it, but God, I just don't understand how you dock someone. I don't even know. Like, if somebody, if somebody was like, I hate you to someone on the internet right now, how would I find out their home address? I yeah. have no idea how I would do that. I'm glad I, I'm glad I can't figure that out. Or not that I would ever do it, but like, I just don't know how people are just like, 
Within minutes, so I found his home address, his cell phone number, his social security number. His I found a fax machine that actually has his name on it. <laughs> and you're like, wow, how did you do that? Oh, and also he every Wednesday at 7 p.m. he leaves his house for two and a half hours. I think he's in AA, you know. <laughs> and I'm like, how? How do you do this? <sighs> People are just crazy, dude. That's all there is to do. It's just and if it's a woman, they're docs within two minutes. Yeah. It's really funny. This has really made me appreciate the the concept of the VTuber even more. Anything yeah. you can do to create more distance here so host freaks on the internet is good in my opinion. I didn't get it at first, but now I once I thought about it more, I totally understand why you would not want to see your face and use a voice changer or whatever. Yeah. Just don't give them anything. Well, speaking of people seeing your face and having Incredibly, what I would categorize as uh, over-the-top weird reactions. Oh boy! There's some there's some news out of Georgia about your boy John Osa. Oh no! And I, I want to kind of I want to hear it from the horse's mouth here. Oh goodness! So we all remember John Ossoff, the guy who we all remember the smoking slab of man meat that is John Ossoff. John Ossoff is senator from uh, Georgia. I fainted when you said his name. Oh my god! <laughs> he uh, he lost twice running for uh, I think Congress and Senate, and then he finally won in twenty twenty on the Joe Biden uh, wave. It's so weird that Georgia went blue in twenty twenty, and and we had had two Democratic senators and voted for Joe Biden. It's so yep. weird, but. Uh, so, okay, I cannot believe this is actually what it's called. The Awesome Patrol. Seth, yes. Seth's yep. face just looks crushed, everybody. Which you can uh, see I understand. They're Simps for Osof. Okay. So it's like, they, they kind of... I would have called it, I would have called it Jack Osof, but, you know, whatever. They categorize them as Gen Z people. I'm not sure I buy that. I don't think that's true. Yeah, I don't. They said that. I'm like, did Gen Zers even know who John Ossoff is? Yeah. Like, honestly, I think this is like older, like mid to older millennials. I don't even think it's younger millennials. Yeah, it's just like this seems like a Gen X thing for sure to me. Uh, but what they have here is I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say okay. I'm just gonna, re- I'm gonna read this passage here aloud. Okay. <sighs> In the over-the-top worship of a 33-year-old uh, senator from Georgia, some observers might see proof of an online fan culture run amok, but a crew of progressive digital organizers see something different. A bunch of easy marks. Enter the Awesome Patrol, a portmanteau of the senator's name and the popular slang term for effusive online adoration. Is that what that is? Uh, a group of very online, mostly Gen Zers, mostly, yeah, who have spent the last year turning an abundant quantity of uh, online Osof thirst into campaign cash for Democrats. Whenever someone offends, a few accounts are quick to respond to them directly with a link to a page on the Democratic fundraising platform Act Blue that functions like an online swear jar. If the offense were instead letting us a few too many sexually subjective emojis and gifts in response to a tweet about Osof. So yeah, that's where we're at. Apparently, people see John Ossoff, who is clearly the most attractive man in America, <laughs> and 
what they do is they they post the gif of Leonardo DiCaprio biting his fist from Wolf of Wall Street, and they're yeah. like, "Oh, please, oh my! If I was, he's so lucky. I'm not in the same room as him because it would, I would, he would be plastered in me right now." And I'm just like, I guess as far as politicians go, he's one of the more handsome ones. But I, once again, we're too. You know, white men. I don't know how much how much we know about this, but man, I don't I don't quite understand the the thirst for John Osoff. I mean, he's kind of, he's kind of a twink. He could probably get it, but he he can get it for sure. But I, I mean, hey, I guess that's I mean, how you want to make your money. If I was locked in a room with Osoff and like Chuck Grassley, I had to fuck one of them to get out of the room. <laughs> I'm gonna fuck John Osoff. Like, yeah, he'd probably have more going on at least than than Chuck Grassley. Uh, I'd probably kill Chuck Grassley as, as just by fucking him. Uh, but it's just, yeah. <laughs> I don't. They call it the bonk tax, which you all know the picture of the dog, the the, the bonk or whatever. And it says right here he used TikTok. So, so I think we I think TikTok bears some responsibility for uh, for all this. Yeah. The only good thing Donald Trump ever did was try to ban TikTok. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. If he if he could have gotten that one thing done, he would have had at least. Sadly, one, he failed. He would have made at least one contribution to our to our culture, and that would be getting rid of TikTok. We could we could have done that. Yeah. Now, if we could get a president who bans TikTok and resurrects Vine and makes it the the cornerstone yes. of his New Deal program. Exactly. Vine and Quibi are coming back. We're not doing Quibi, so it's not <laughs> happening. I'm sorry. This episode has been sponsored by Quibi. Yeah. Yeah, Quibi, who's definitely still a real company that's around to sponsoring this, this podcast. Okay, I want to I wanna talk about Quibi for a second, actually, because I've been thinking it. about this. I was reading about the downfall of Quibi the other day, and like the thing about Quibi is like it was run by like Jeffrey Katzenberger, who is just one of the worst people to ever exist. And... The thing is, when when they were first pitching Quibi and they were like, this is why Quibi is going to be big, Katzenberger was like, oh yeah, the, it's going to be great because you like watch it on your phone. He's like, people are, are going to be watching it when they're in line for coffee, when they're, you know, waiting at a restaurant. You know, oh, they, they might watch it like literally from their apartment on the way to their car. They'll just watch a Quibi. And I'm like... This man clearly does not understand how human beings operate. <laughs> I've never been in a, a line at a restaurant and been like, oh, you know what, I might as well watch a 15-minute video on my phone real quick. Yeah. And that, I was just like, if that is, he's an old guy. He doesn't understand how people operate at all. And the fact that he was able to get billions of dollars in funding for something that had no basis at all. Yeah. Just shows how capitalism works. I don't think anyone is prepared to watch a 15-minute video on their phone while doing anything. Yeah. And if you're watching it, it's because it's like something you really, really want to watch. It's not because, oh, there's this new streaming service that has this show with Anna Kendrick on it. Let me just watch that real quick. That's not something people do. That's not how people operate. (laughs) Way back in college, I had a roommate, and I once sat there in the room with him as he watched the entirety of the film Good Luck Chuck on uh, an iPod an iPod Touch or whatever it was, the new video, I guess, mm-hmm. the first time. Yeah. And I didn't understand it then, and I don't understand it now. Were you in a room like with a television? Yeah. 
And he just chose to watch it on his phone. He was like, I have it on my phone. I was like, you can put it on my TV. And he was like, but it's on my phone. And to be fair, at that point in human history, there was no way to connect those two devices. There, There's no way you could have done it. So. But also at that point in human history, there were a million ways to download a movie and watch it on your TV. <laughs> well, again, this was 2007, so we would have gone to a Blockbuster, rented it, and brought it back and watched it that way. You would have torrented it? I mean, no, because they bought it on the campus. Oh, yeah. Couldn't figure, do it. Figure out a way. I, Blockbuster. Remember man. Blockbuster? I remember, I remember movie gallery. Yes. Remember that smell? Ooh. You remember the smell of being a movie? Like how all those, all that stuff was packed into that carpet. Every mm. smell, every stain, every person, every movie, all those, all those pl- thick plastic case covers. Yeah. All just yellowing immediately and just creating this cacophony of smell if someone had gotten down on hands and knees they had licked the part of the floor where the carpet met those shelves they would have gotten the disease that would have been like covid 72 it would have been so much worse it's like that should have been the challenge on fear factor is will you lick this floor (laughs) go to that that, rather a giant tarantula be in my mouth no so go to the back part of movie gallery like like the floor back there behind the door where the adult films were like the curtain was i remember that curtain a place i never felt any compulsion to go i knew it was back there and i didn't didn't care for it remember how we we rented soul caliber 2 so many times it'll been cheaper actually but to just buy the game yep I remember I got, because we had to keep deleting off our memory card, and I got so good at the game, I was able to do all the challenges on, like, the highest difficulty um, in one day. And I was like, man, I've played this game too much. Yeah. Kids will never know. They'll never understand the concept of the video store. No. 90 kids like, only. What do you mean, Netflix? <laughs> it's, a great impression. it's a great impression of a Gen Zer. So go ahead, do it again. That's my actually my impression of every person ever. Actually, uh, I just say, what are you talking about? What do you mean? That's my impression uh, of most people. If I don't have like a, if I don't have a impression for that person, that's the one I use. Okay, that's what I want. Like um, kids will never understand that you know there was a time when you could go into a, a store. Uh, there was a magical place where all the movies were, well, most of them were, and you could buy it, and there'd be candy there on the way out. I mean, I remember renting Super Nintendo games from. Yeah. It was, there was a movie gallery back then. It was something else. I can't what it was called. And it was like a novelty thing. And now yep. it doesn't exist. All the way from N64 to like PS3, I was getting games from the the, the rental. Uh, and yeah, now it's just uh, it's completely dead. Does Gamefly still exist? Um, Gamefly, I actually have a friend who does Gamefly. So it does oh. still exist. So it, it's real, but who gives a shit at this point there's stuff like game pass and all that like that's gonna kill gameplay pretty soon yeah it's got to it's uh so yeah we're um so seth i i know uh because that because you um are trash you saw black widow i did see black widow tell us about black widow real quick it's good wow yeah i liked it i like it a lot i've um despite any controversies in her personal life and the things she says i really enjoy scarlett johansson as an actress i think she's very i think I actually think she's really really good um in, in most of the roles she does um and yeah I just, i'm glad that marvel actually gave her a movie for once because it's one of those things where like when you look back at how they introduced black widow into the into the mcu 
she's pretty quickly treated like an object almost, which is also kind of, if you think about it, kind of part of the cover. It was like, oh, Tony Stark didn't even think she'd be some kind of super spy because he just thought she was some hot girl. Um, but also it was like when you look back on it, it's like considering how big of a character she became, it was just it just kind of puts you off. So I think it's nice that in recompense, they kind of paid her back and they gave her a movie. And then it's also got Florence Pugh, Rachel, Rachel Weiss, uh, David Harbour. I mean, Ray Winstone. I mean, come on. It's got, this movie is stacked as hell as far as actors go, and it's fun to watch. I heard that Ray Winstone's accent is very bad. I it, the fact you just now said he's doing I didn't know he was doing an accent. Uh-oh. I just thought it was Ray Winstone talking. So apparently wow. it was maybe he was trying to do one and it just failed because I didn't even realize he was doing one. Isn't he Russian in the film? And he's supposed to be, I guess. Wow. I didn't, even think of, I didn't think about it until right now. But I don't think he was even trying an accent. Okay. Good to know. Just Ray Winstone talking. But yeah, I mean once again, I'm one of those freaking trash people who like the marvel movies still because i'm stupid and i like stuff that's bad and i don't understand how what good movies are i should go watch goodfellas because martin scorsese knows more about film than me obviously um but yeah i like it no seth listen you you said all that stuff but you could be worse you could be one of those folks who likes the fucking Zack snyder dc movies that is true. You could you, there, there's a level below the Marvel stand, and it's the, although technically, I do want to point out that we both said we would watch more Zack Snyder. I mean, movies. absolutely not because it's good. I just want to see it. That's true. That's true. I I have something I want to say real quick out there into the fucking ether, and I'm going to talk a lot of shit about a classic franchise instead. It's called Hellraiser. And Hellraiser. I recently rewatched Hellraiser 1, and I'd never seen Hellraiser 2 and 3. So I was like, I'll watch Hellraiser 1. Great movie, by the way. Great flick. Loved it. Fantastic horror film, still. And then I watched 2 and 3. 2 is, it's okay. It's fine. It's not as good as the first one, but it's alright. It, it, it does do some, it has some more money, does some more stuff, and so it's fine. It's cool. 3, though, is a real low point in, the, in this franchise, and it's the last point that I will personally explore, because it really lost the plot. Because, and here's the thing, alright, Clive Barker, one of the great horror writers of, of ever, I guess, he's, he's, he's one of the best, he, did, he, wrote, he, he wrote and directed the first Hellraiser movie based off of a short story of his, right? And in that movie, people, all, people always think that, that, that Pinhead and the Cenobites are the bad guys, but they're not. They're not the bad guys. The bad guy is Frank Cotton, a man who some of the Cenobites and then escape from them and is like murdering people to get his skin back. Uh, it's a whole thing. The Cenobites just show up and they're like, yo, what's up? We're the Cenobites. Or what they really say is, uh, we are explorers, the furthest edges of experience, uh, demons to some, angels to others, which is just a great, ah, such a, such a great line. I love it so much. And it sums up what they are, which is they don't give a fuck. They're not evil. They're not good. They are just freaks who like pain and also pleasure. And that's all they care about. And the line doesn't exist for them. And so they're not the bad guys until Hellraiser 3 comes along and just makes Pinhead the bad guy. He's just a villain of the film. He's walking around torturing people for fun, just whatever. But that's not, that's not what it was to begin with. So I hate when movies or franchises or whatever, stories in general, when folks come in who don't understand the themes of them, just show up and ruin the whole fucking thing. Cause yeah. I just could, I was like, I was so disappointed in Hellraiser 3. 
Um, don't watch it. It's a bad movie. One and two are fine, but I'm sure the rest of them can't be much better, to be honest. Yeah, I looked at a ranking and it does not bode well. I bring back Cloud Barker. Let's my who understands what's going on here. Do it because the Cenobites are such such cool movie guys. You look at them and you're like, God damn, this this is a really evocative design. Like all of them are are I mean, Pinhead and Butterball and Chattermouth and all those motherfuckers. They're they're great. Uh, but uh, they just didn't get any respect. And then Hellraiser three, it, it made me mad. So that's my that's my rant uh, about old movies. Nice. And I'm hoping that the new Candyman film can maintain a little bit of that low key fucking horror of the original that tension that was human in nature and not supernatural I, I, i'm hoping they can try to pull a little bit of that off i know that today moviegoers want something different but man Candyman, such a fucking classic of atmosphere and just building dread using so little to do it to it's incredible nice <laughs> so if you're the movie guy you should you should be over here fucking Spar me you're talking about it. Hell, I don't have a Hellraiser opinion. I saw the first Hellraiser like 15 years ago and never watched it again. I don't remember that well. And uh, the other movie you mentioned. Candyman. Candyman looks good. I saw a trailer for it. I went and saw Zola yesterday, uh, which is a really good... I shouldn't say really good. It's a, it's a good movie. Um, it has a problem because it basically just doesn't have an ending. But it's very fun. And it's got really good performances by Riley Cuff, uh, Coleman Domingo, and Nicholas Braun. And that movie was really fun. And before I saw trailer for Candyman, and I'm like, it looks good. I mean, I, I, that everyone, Coleman Domingo's in that movie too. And uh, freaking Yaya Abdul Mateen, Mateen, yes, that guy, he was great. And the kid from Fargo season four is in it, apparently. I didn't even know that till now. Lakeith Sanfield. Uh, Lakeith Sanfield, the girl from uh, Mad Men and WandaVision, whose name I forget, but she's great. Yeah. So. Good performers, and it it does look very interesting. So I hope I hope it's good. I mean, I'm I'm all ready for horror month, so I'm getting excited for for Candyman for sure. And Tony Todd is still in it, which I think is good. We got to have Tony Todd in there. Yeah, somewhere. Tony Todd's there. As long as that man's alive, give him some work because he's he fucking rules. He has one of those yep. voices that will just they'll live forever, in my opinion. I agree. All right, well, Seth, have you been watching anything or playing anything or reading anything we should talk about before we go? Well, this is going to become a whole episode of the podcast officially, but I've been, I'm still reading the Mistborn of initial trilogy. I am 70% of the way through the final book in the trilogy, and I'm just loving it. it it's just such a fucking good book series. I love Brandon Sanderson. I think I've kind of finally found like a fantasy author that kind of vibes with like the way I like to read books and like think about worlds, like magic systems. So yeah, I, I just think it's good. Uh, that's all I've been doing really, except for watching Black Widow and Zola, obviously. Now, Seth, uh, I just want to get it on a podcast. This is an inspired choice. Who is your pick to play Kelsier? If they, they made a movie or a TV show about it? I mean, I, it's the obvious choice. Alexander Siddig from Deep Space Nine. Yep. Yes. Uh, I think he should play the main character, or technically the main character of the first book, uh, Kelsier. Um we had to with do it now though yeah. he's at that point where he's probably not going to be able to do the role very for very long so hurry up yeah um and then back up it would probably be starling k brown yeah i, I agree those are those are good choices but yeah alexander city i never thought of but once you said it i was like so i always pictured in my head is idris elba 
And so, but you said acidic, and I was like, God damn, that's a fucking good choice, though. Like, it's it's so perfect. So, like, I'm definitely down with that, for sure. Thank you. Uh, as for me, like uh, I've been watching uh, I Think You Should Leave, which has been very funny. Yeah. Good recommendation from you. Uh, also, now that you've been reading Miss Borden, I've started rereading it, and I finished the first book today. I'm going to start the second book after this podcast. So that's been fun. And other than that, man, I have just been, I mean, Hellraiser, I watched that and just been fucking mostly posting. Yeah, you're a big poster. Oh, okay. Actually, before we go, I have a real quick rant to make about something. One more rant of the week. So, Pathfinder 2nd Edition, the role-playing Uh-oh. game. Uh-oh. Okay. Uh, there's an adventure path for it called um uh agents of edgewatch where you play cops boo we don't like cops obviously i was reading it because someone says something else i had an idea for sound like something there the first part because adventure pass broke it up into like four or five or six parts or whatever carrying all the way from level one to level 20 uh is called uh devil in the dreaming hotel or dreaming house which is based on it's inspired by devil in the white city you know h.h holmes and the World's Fair and the Murder Hotel, right? And but the the the, the thing kind of has some Terry Pratchett vibes going on with his guards, guards type stuff. Uh, but here's the thing: they named the serial killer Pratchett, and I'm like, what a way to honor the man. Okay, interesting. But then, okay, here's the escalation in, in this fucking adventure path. First adventure: we're just trying to catch some monsters at the zoo, like Rusty the Rust Monster. Adventure two, kobolds have taken over their work site and are resisting the capitalists. Go bust them up. Uh-oh. Uh, adventure three, we're going to a fantasy kink club. It's handled as well as we thought it would be. Adventure four, all right, now you're here. Murder hotel. Let's go find the serial killer and let's deal with them, right? And some things or whatever, oh, there's a room that has a mimic and eats people. Okay, cool, fine. That's, that's a dungeon room, basically. I'm fine with that. Then you find the room with the pickled punks which are a real thing from history, uh, which you should not look up. Uh, in this book, though, when this guy killed people in the past and they were pregnant women, he would take out their abor- their fetuses and then put them in jars to pickle them and then reanimate them as monsters, and you fight them. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what the f- How did we go from Rusty the Rust Monster to fighting aborted fetuses? W- what's happening? What is going yeah. on? The, the emotional and tonal whiplash of this fucking adventure path is just, it hits you in the face. And so, Paizo, what's going on? Are you okay? Do you need like a, do you need some help? You need a nap, maybe? Yeah. I'm worried is, about you. Uh, that is very interesting and weird. So that was my, that was my, my big shocker uh, of <laughs> thing I recently saw. I was like scrolling through, oh, pickle punks. What is this? Oh my God. It was just completely out of nowhere also there's, there's some like nazi joseph mengele type shit going on and a lot of like abuse and really dark edgy backstories and i was like this is a high fantasy adventure game what are we doing here i don't yeah why is drug addiction a part of this i don't want this so anyways that was me i'm a smith you can find me on twitter at mc surf i'm saying you want me on twitter instagram youtube and uh, twitch at part-time pretzel uh marcus Berkeley usually here uh does our art he's called uh, mr beaches on Instagram. I think the song I think the song was talking about Ben Powell. He's been on the show before, so our movie review episodes. He's on podcast so I'm talking about wrestling from the South. That's interesting. You check it out. <laughs> you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him get under it. Fuck cryptocurrency. 
And we have stopped trying to solve our problems. We're trying to outlive them. From New Orleans to New York. That's the end of this podcast, baby. We're out. Out.